1: Good morning, everyone. Hey, welcome to the show and thanks. Thanks for joining us today and tuning in to Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference because we offer you so many tools in your life to help you move forward and to thrive.
2: Hey, we want to talk to you about something that's uh, coming up. It's actually an interview on December 1st, where we learned something that's very helpful in this COVID situation. Um, You know we're natural health people, and we're always looking for ways to explain how it can work in your life. Well, here's one. Um, You've heard us talk about Clear, their nasal spray, and washing your nose. Well, there's some new research out there that shows that it's quite effective with viruses, etc. But just common sense in the natural health way. We know the droplets are entering through your nose, And then when they build up enough, infecting the rest of your body. So here's the thing. We keep saying, keep your nose clean. We've been doing it every day for years with our xylitol spray by Clear. That's X-L-E-A-R. And um, so here's the thing. Here's the analogy. And you'll hear this on on December 1st also. Uh, Look, uh, staying at home. Think of it like a football game, okay? Hey, you stay at home. You just gained, you know, 10 yards. Um, You're wearing a mask. You just gained another 10 yards. Let's see, social distancing and washing your hands, those kind of things. Okay, put those together. You gained about 15 yards. And okay, maybe there's that Hail Mary out there. Uh, And that would be the vaccines, but it's still a Hail Mary, and you know those chances in a football game. And then, of course, there's keeping your nose clean. That's about a 20-yard gain. So when you put them all together you know, you are, um, you know, you're putting a real dent in, in your risk level. So think of it that way.
1: That's a great analogy, Rob. And also just want to remind you, do your spiritual work. We've given you lots and lots and lots of tools for that put those tools to work because as you deepen spiritually you're going to find more peace less anxiety less fear and that's where you want to be living you don't want to attract to you the very thing you're afraid of so work on those things use the clear and all the other products we bring you and you should be good to go and we'll be right back
0: welcome to conscious talk radio that makes a difference coming up this hour on Conscious Talk. Have you ever considered that fear could be your friend and not your enemy? Perhaps not, but today's guest has. We'll talk to Michael Benner, author of Fearless Intelligence, The Extraordinary Wisdom of Awareness. Let's face it, awareness of our behaviors spurned by fear has to lead to something better than reflective action, right? Well, we'll find out. And now we welcome your hosts for the day brenda michaels and rob spears
1: and thank you benny and welcome folks to another hour of conscious talk radio that makes a difference and yes we are we're making a difference again here today because we bring to you the very best people we know of people that are making a positive difference in their lives and the lives of others. People that are learning, growing, they're waking up, coming on the show, teaching all of us. And on this show, we learn and grow together, one listener at a time. That listener, it's you. Well,
2: our special guest today is Michael Benner. Now, he's best known for his popular talk radio programs, um, which he's hosted since 1976 as you know, he's been in news and talk shows in the Los Angeles area on too many stations uh, to name, but he, he got our interest um, with a really wonderful book, and it just jumped out, and, and it really caught Brenda's attention, and then she brought it to mine, and we thought we really had to talk to him because it's so apropos for these times. It's called Fearless Intelligence, The Extraordinary Wisdom of Awareness.
3: Michael, welcome to Conscious Talk. Hi, guys, and thanks very much for having me on your show. I appreciate it.
1: Well, we really appreciate you, Michael, and the work you've done. So we all heard that you've done a lot of radio and television, which we love, and that's great. But I think our listeners, before we really get into the meat of the, of the interview, would like to know how did you or what did you do to Awaken? to the degree that you are, to be this conscious person that is writing a book about fearless intelligence. What happened in your life to bring you to this point?
3: Well, the story, I'm not sure that even I fully understand what it's all about, but the story of my uh, interest in personal development, uh, gosh, metaphysics and spirituality, awareness and consciousness... Uh, came out of a desire that I had as a teenager to find out the truth and I thought that that would be through the news so when I was in college I began to do college radio folk music led me to that and uh, I took a lot of journalism classes and graduated from Michigan State with a degree in journalism and broadcasting And for a number of years, as you mentioned, I did radio news and uh, talk shows and commentary and such. Again, motivated by my desire to get at the truth of things, but pretty quickly I realized that news was not offering me the truth that I was looking for, so I turned to basically science and philosophy. And even to this day, my interest in metaphysics and physics, or uh, I could say in quantum physics and mysticism, is the area where I find the greatest amount of truth, whether it's logical, rational, analytical truth, you know, empirical and fact-based, or the mysteries, mm-hmm. uh, my podcast is called The Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. So I'm looking still for even better questions. <laughs> I, I like answers, <laughs> yeah. but they they lead to ever better questions.
2: Yeah, right. uh, yeah that's really interesting because um, th- that's why we feel the brethren spirit in mm-hmm. you because mm-hmm. that's been our quest for many years, mm-hmm. which was propelled by first um, – an interest in natural health because we'd both been quite ill with cancer and there was no answer for us in the conventional world, which sent us off asking questions, which, of course, turned metaphysical because from our point of view, everything is spiritual. And, um, you know, it was interesting when we started this show over 19 years ago, Michael, um one of my brothers said to me, "Boy, conscious talk, that sounds like a great idea, but what are you going to talk about after the second week?" <laughs> uh, so 19 years later, we're we're still finding questions and it's that's why we love learning. We This is the best thing that we could be doing um, for a couple of eternal students. Yes,
1: and and which we know you are, just based on what you said and reading your book, and uh, the joy that uh, we find in it. I really felt a camaraderie, a camaraderie with you in that joy. So, um, so let's talk about your book, "Fearless Intelligence." Love that title. The extraordinary wisdom of awareness. What is fearless intelligence, Michael?
3: Fearless intelligence is expanded awareness. The idea of consciousness or awareness, and there are some minor differences we can talk about if you want, but essentially they're synonyms, Mm -hmm. is a variable. Sometimes we're more conscious and other times less conscious. I think everybody realizes that uh, we could be sitting at a traffic light that's already turned green, and somebody has to honk their horn to bring us back to reality and say, "Hey, buddy, the uh, the light turned green. Why are you sitting there?" And and I wasn't unconscious, but I just wasn't conscious of the traffic light. My mind had drifted away, mm-hmm. and it, it's. A phenomena of mind that our persona nature, our ego self, the part of us that identifies as being separate bodies, tends to pull us into the past and into the future. And every moment that we spend reviewing past regrets and anticipating future fears is a moment that we've missed reality. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
3: and, and, Too many people never do pick up on that or discover it late in life and then realize all these years have passed, decade after decade, and we really weren't paying attention. And of course, Mm -hmm. that's tragic. That's just Mm -hmm. tragic.
1: Yes. I'm going to pull you back to the statement you said about reality. They miss reality. Isn't it, how do I want to word this? Isn't it true? I guess that's the word I'm going to use that most people aren't in reality they're in their perception of what reality is but they're not really in acceptance of what is from moment to moment which is reality
2: yeah they've been running on the patterns that they've been taught essentially. yeah and perceiving
1: from those places
3: you know I was listening to one of your programs and I heard one of your guests recently quote that famous line from the Talmud mm-hmm. that uh, we see the world not as it is but as we are Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: and he made a very good point and uh, you're exactly right we can think of our particular experience as a set of filters uh, our expectations and our belief systems uh, distort reality and uh, most people again are not conscious enough, not aware enough. I don't mean for this to sound like a criticism because we all suffer from it. There Mm -hmm. are multiple times in every day that I have to bring myself back Mm -hmm. because my mind, like everybody else's, wants to drag me off into its own own particular agenda. You know, that monkey mind has a mind of its own. And so all the teachers and the gurus from time out of mind have said there is a reality beyond that, and you can learn to open to it and appreciate it. And one of the tricks is to be in the moment, as you've suggested, Mm -hmm. between our perception of past and future, but to be in the present moment, to be awake, aware, alert, right here, right now mm-hmm. and another important part is not to judge it we get in trouble when we see things as in our interest or not in our interest as either good or bad or right or wrong or uh, benefiting me or the opposition you know the the fear of the other is one of the big fears that we all mm-hmm. suffer mm-hmm. and so there is a greater reality uh an elevated perspective it's like if you wanted to get the lay of the land you'd go climb a hill and your horizons would be broader and you'd see more we can do that in meditation and contemplation we can mm-hmm. gain a elevated perspective right yeah
2: yeah and it's you know one of the other uh great areas that we when we work with clients is just connecting them with the idea that they are soul driven that they are a spirit as we Mm -hmm. say in this in the community they're they're a spirit having a human experience Mm -hmm. and that perspective allows a lot of room for things but um, we can talk about this idea of fearless intelligence we got a lot more time with Michael Benner His book is Fearless Intelligence, The Extraordinary Wisdom of Awareness, and we'll be back after these messages.
4: The latest trend to hit the store shelves has the whole country buzzing. Cannabidiol, or CBD, might just be the greatest discovery of our generation, and it comes from a plant that is not so new, agricultural hemp. Yes, after 70 years of prohibition and misunderstanding, hemp is back to help you stay healthy and balanced. Growing research is showing that we have a lot to learn from the remarkable hemp plant. Nutrient-rich products like Plus CBD Oil's Total Plant Complex concentrated products provide broad-spectrum nutrition, including fatty acids, plant sterols, cannabinoids, terpenes, and naturally occurring vitamin E. From seed to shelf, all Plus CBD Oil products provide the highest quality hemp-derived CBD products available and are offered in a variety of delivery systems and flavors to suit your needs ask your local independent health food store about plus cbd oil products by cb sciences today and learn more about the cbd evolution at plus that's plus
1: hi this is brenda michaels you've probably heard us talk about the little magic machine which is formerly known as the Avicen. you might wonder what it is and why it was created it was created out of a need to help a family member who was in great pain from migraine headaches. Eventually, this need turned into an FDA-approved class 2 medical device. We say it's magical because it helps ease pain and reduce inflammation. In our book, that's called anti-aging. It works by raising the blood's temperature 1 degree, thinning the blood to help carry the blood deeper into the microcirculation level. This is where nutritional exchange and toxin removal happens with the cells. And this is how the body heals. For more info on how to get your own Little Magic Machine, go to littlemagicmachine.com or call 800-460-2144. That's 800-460-2144.
5: Conscious Talk, radio that opens the heart and illuminates the mind
0: or visit EnergeticMatrix.com. Unleash your natural self-healing abilities with the AIM program of Energetic Balancing. For most of us, the New Year's resolution to lose those extra pounds turns to frustration when the weight bounces back no matter how many calories you cut or how many protein meals you eat. The shocking truth is, it's not your fault. Science discovered that the alkalizing mineral salts our bodies need are no longer found in our food Make your weight loss program work with clinically proven PowerPH. For more information and to order, go to powersofph.com. That's powersofph.com.
4: Talk radio that will get you thinking. Alternative Talk 1150.
2: And welcome back. Yes, you are listening to Conscious Talk. And as we say, we're so glad to have you on board because we are all learning together. You know, we bring you those people who have done the work themselves and and then come on the show and share it with us so we we all learn and if you go to conscioustalk.net, you can follow through with all of the guests that we talk to they will all have a guest page a play button for the shows they've been on and of course how to connect up with their websites etc and of course once again click through on the title of their book right to amazon I'm Rob Spears.
1: And I'm Brenda Michaels, and our very special guest today is Michael Benner. The book is Fearless Intelligence, the Extraordinary Wisdom of Awareness. His website, Michael Benner, very easy, michaelbenner.com. So, Michael, let's get into the fearless part. The intelligence area was around, you know, awareness and being conscious. But what do you mean by fearless intelligence, and and how can you hook that up maybe today with what's going on, say, with COVID-19?
3: Well, fear is a fascinating area. Um, For my work over the years, I have come to recognize fear, anxiety, and stress, and there's many other terms we could use, as all being pretty much the same thing. Uh, clinical psychologists will often distinguish a difference, saying fear is about the appearance of danger, real or imagined, whereas anxiety is nonspecific. Uh, the truth is fear rarely has anything to do with danger at all, whatever name we hang on it. It could be panic or horror, um, phobias, um Obsessive compulsive disorder, attention deficit disorder, post traumatic stress, Mm -hmm. general anxiety, social anxiety, all all the way out to just nervousness or very mild apprehension. It's all the same thing. And when I say it rarely has anything to do with actual danger, what fear, anxiety, stress, whatever name we hang on it, what it really is is the feeling that goes with not understanding something. Mm -hmm. And and understanding goes beyond knowledge. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a great Einstein quote, uh, sort of harsh actually. He said, any fool can know things. The secret is to understand them. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: So when we know something to be true, but we still fear it, it's because we don't understand it. In two areas, the situation around us, and secondly, and more importantly, ourselves. We don't understand ourselves. Mm -hmm. So recognizing fear in any form, even a little bit of anxiety or nervousness, or men will say, well, I'm not afraid, but I have my concerns, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's all the same thing. it's it's the brain asking for more understanding again about the world and the situation we're in but more importantly about ourselves and so we need to learn to monitor and manage that, that anxiety to manage and reduce that stress to expand awareness and create the intelligence the understanding and the insight And it becomes a positive cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, Fear and ignorance is a downward spiral, a vicious cycle. makes things worse. But it's antithesis, which is peace and love promoting understanding, which promotes more relaxation, (laughs) peace and love, and more Mm -hmm. understanding. Uh, That's an upward spiral, and that lifts us to that elevated perspective.
2: Yeah, it's... um... You know, what's really fascinating, and this is something that we've talked about for years, and and I, I think many of us learn it the hard way, is that if we are this spiritual being having this human experience, we're walking around in an incredible biofeedback mechanism. You know, it expresses chemically, electrically, yada da But fear in this case is also um, a messenger, you know, how we're reacting internally, uh, how we're perceiving, uh, and then also it gets stimulated from the outside. So, the current situation with COVID-19 has set off a myriad of things in people. Um, so, do you see this? I mean, when you say fearless intelligence, I also read that as fear is has an intelligence. It's, it is It is a messenger
3: of a sort. Oh, that's a very good point. I think it's analogous to pain. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to be afraid and nobody wants to feel pain. Mm-hmm. Right. We, we'd be much worse off if we were not aware of our discomfort. And so whether it's physical or emotional, uh, the secret is to turn and face it. Most of us reflexively resist our fears and our discomfort we turn away from it we ignore it, deny it repress it with alcohol or drugs or maybe we just um, you know work too hard, workaholic that kind of thing or Mm -hmm. uh, divert ourselves in other ways what the enlightened student really learns to do is face it and embrace it to be the light that moves directly into the darkest shadow. Mm-hmm. Ellen Watts used to say, if you ever encounter a ghost, give him a hug. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: it's I love an opportun- that. It's an opp- again, if it represents what you don't understand, then understanding is the antidote. And how are you going to understand if you don't move directly into that which you fear?
1: Hmm. hmm. Um, I, I want to just tell you that I had a classic example of this yesterday with a client who was telling me that as we've been doing these sessions together, he's um, come out of, if you will, and released a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear in his life. And he said he Was wanted to ask me a question because he said as he's coming out of this and feeling less and less tension in his body, more relaxed, more open, more receptive, he said he was losing his desire, uh, the biggest desire he had was sex. And he was sort of losing that desire for that. And he was asking me if there was something wrong with him. And I put it back to him as, what do you understand about that you know, as it relates to what you just told me? And what we ended up in, and I allowed him to come to the conclusion, which was pretty close to where, to where I landed with it, is that he, would, he realized he was using sex as a way to repress his fear and, and numb out, because he said it was more like an addiction than it was anything natural. Is that sort of what you're talking about here?
3: Oh, sure. That's a kind of uh, addiction. I've worked in, uh, my, uh, with private clients who were sex addicts, mm-hmm. some who knew it and realized it, uh, some who had no idea. They just thought that's how everybody did sex. Mm-hmm. Um, what it does is, as you, as you realize that there's more to intimacy than lust, and that you've been repressing your feelings, isn't it ironic? We're actually using the sex act to create a high and Mm -hmm. ignore this feedback loop. Right. Uh, But once you face that and embrace it, then that opens you to a whole new quality of intimacy, Mm -hmm. of of sharing and uh, connecting, which, you know ultimately can be a very spiritual thing. Uh, this in the East we see in Tantra where sexuality and sensuality uh, has spiritual goals of union and connection and, mm-hmm. and merging. Mm-hmm. And we lose track of that fear-based separated self.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. It's and, communication in a very pure form. Right. Yeah. And, and
1: the point I was really getting to was by facing that and that would have been a big fear to you know stop the sex but by facing at it facing it and looking at it and understanding it from this new perspective i felt a real energetic shift with him there was like an aha moment and then he got to look at other places where He represses his fear, denies it, and uses other things to numb out in order not to face it, and was realizing, wow, this is way better to understand it than to try to run from it. And uh, in fact, I recommended your book to him at the end of it for him to read, because this is part of what's going on in his life. And as you say, in a lot of people's lives, there's a lot of anxiety as far as COVID-19 out there, a lot of fear, a lot of people making up stories.
2: Yeah, lots of opportunities for transference. (laughs) Yeah, and and a lot of tension.
1: And there's a lot of opportunity for growth here, which is where Rob and I are looking at this And, and... Putting, wrapping our understanding of it, that there really isn't anything out there trying to get us other than ourselves and the, and the perceptions and the beliefs and the attitudes that we hold around certain things and the stories that we build. Does that make sense?
3: It certainly does. And the mm-hmm. uh, funny thing about uh, our attitude commonly toward fear and anxiety and stress is that we have a uh, mixed-up, uh, even backward view. Okay, uh, hold, hold, hold that, that thought, Hold my, that backward Michael. view thought, because <laughs> we're going to get
1: that from you right after this quick break. Folks, we'll be Great. right back after these messages.
4: Dr. O'Hira's probiotics, not just another powder in a capsule. With hundreds of probiotic products to choose from, what makes health experts worldwide consider Dr. O'Hira's probiotics superior? Dr. O'Hara's crowning distinction is the 500-plus postbiotic metabolites produced during its three-year fermentation process. Why are postbiotics so important? Postbiotics are vital for sustained digestive balance and overall immune health. Postbiotics are fundamental for hormonal balance, weight management, skin care, and brain health. Postbiotics are the Dr. O'Hara advantage that is essential to our health and wellness. Encapsulated in a vegetarian soft gel, Dr. O'Hara's probiotics is a live paste of 12 strains of probiotic bacteria and nourishing prebiotics from whole fruits and vegetables. Join the millions of people worldwide who know the power of Dr. O'Hira's probiotics. Go to www.essentialformulas.com today to find a retailer near you or search online.
6: Go to vitaminlife.com and save up to 50% on supplements. Or call vitaminlife.com to order at 866-998-8855.
4: Walking your talk? Take us with you. The KKNW app makes streaming our programming easy on your phone or tablet.
1: And welcome back, folks. Hey, thanks for tuning in with us. And I always am putting the emphasis on tuning in. That's where we need to be living from, inward To the outward, not the reverse. And most of us have lived in the reverse and we find that it doesn't work that well. So when you go in, everything in your outer world begins to shift and change and begins to match your inward feelings your inward beliefs your inward connection to who you really are and that's what we do on this show every time we bring you great guests like we are today and today it's michael benner and the book is fearless intelligence
2: yeah and it is an extraordinary wisdom of awareness um but to learn more about michael you can go to michael benner dot com. so michael um we were just talking when we left the last segment that we we've got things reversed as Mm -hmm. it were so would you wanna comment on that
3: yeah happily uh, this can be very liberating for people we have this false assumption that if we embrace fear and by that I don't mean move into it and through it as I suggested earlier But hold on to it, and part of the backward nature of this is it'll always feel like fear is holding on to you.
7: Mm -hmm.
3: But a response to fear is muscular tension. So Mm
7: -hmm.
3: whenever we're stuck, we have to consider, am I really stuck or am I holding on? But our fears are so familiar that we make this assumption that it's a strategy for being careful, so that feeling afraid is a way to be safe. Because if I allow myself to relax, let go of that tension, and really feel safe and peaceful, I'll be putting myself in grave danger. Mm-hmm. Well, that's clearly backward on the surface. It's in, it's. It's crazy that Mm -hmm. the way to feel safe is to be afraid because feeling safe puts you in danger. I mean, just the opposite is true. (laughs) Fear creates fear, and safety creates safety.
1: Right. Yes. And, you know, Michael, you speak about this tension, this muscle tension in the book a lot, which I really like. Because um, we're learning, all of us are learning more and more about how much stress we hold in the body just by the amount of tension, muscle tension we have, tension in our neck and our shoulders and our middle back and our lower back. Some people carry tension down in their abdomen. It feels tight and uncomfortable. And, and this is really, and it's a lot of things, but is it not more generally a lot of fear and stories we tell ourselves about things that where we're holding all that tension.
3: Well, it's that, the stories we tell ourselves, the assumptions we make, but a lot of it is hardwired in the brain. Mm -hmm. It's part of the amygdala in its Mm -hmm. fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. Uh, If we think of muscular tension as armoring, Yes. the, the response to things unknown in the world, and that's what fear by any name really is, what we don't understand about the world, and what we, more to the point, don't understand about ourselves, then we're going to carry this rigidity as a kind of armor mm-hmm. against these perceived dangers or the danger we're assuming exists, though we're not aware of where it is. I mean, how many times has somebody said to you, or perhaps you've said to someone else, what are you worried about? I don't see why you're so concerned. What are you afraid of? Mm-hmm. And they quickly confess, you know, I, I I, really don't know why I'm so freaked out, mm-hmm. why I'm so worried. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the point. That's what fear is. Yes. And, and yet, if you look in the dictionary, it'll tell you that it has to do with the perception of danger, real or imagined, mm-hmm. some hazard mm-hmm. or threat. It's just not true. Yeah. Fear is ignorance, mm-hmm. and ignorance promotes fear, which yes. makes us more ignorant and more afraid. So, what's the opposite of fearless intelligence? It's fear making us stupid. Yeah. So, it's, fe- yep. fearless fearless intelligence is relaxation making us smarter and more aware.
1: Yes, absolutely. That's a lot of what's in this book, folks. There's just so much wisdom in it. It's called Fearless Intelligence, the Extraordinary Wisdom of Awareness. We're here with Michael Benner. MichaelBenner.com is the website. We have a lot more to come. Stay tuned. You are listening to Conscious Talk. ConsciousTalk.net is the website. And we'll be right back after these messages.
5: Radio that transforms your life.
2: And welcome back. Yes, you are still tuned in to Conscious Talk. And uh, we always remind you, ConsciousTalk.net is the website. Now, you can climb onto the archives and hear any of our shows from the last few years, even though we've been on for 19. But um, older listings are still there, even if there's not a play button, so you can connect with those folks through their websites, etc. But also remember, um, by midnight, when the archives go in, we will also be on our various podcast areas. So search for Conscious Talk podcasts, or just go to podcast1.com forward slash conscious hyphen talk. I'm Rob Spears.
1: And I'm Brenda Michaels. And we are continuing our great conversation here with Michael Benner, the author of Fearless Intelligence. And Michael, we've been talking about going inward and we we talk about this a lot, tuning in. And uh, I have a question about that. Um, You trained deputies at the Orange County California Sheriff's Academy, I know that, for like three years. And, in, and you were training them in something you called internal vigilance.
2: Yeah, now some people might say that, you know, use that old phrase about be afraid, be
3: very afraid. Yeah. All, to train people. Is that it- your approach? No, because as we've discussed, and you guys are clearly aware, that makes us uh, less conscious and less aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it focuses our attention on the particular danger at hand uh, to the degree that we miss everything else. Uh, Again, sitting at that green traffic light, it's already changed green. Uh, I'm not unconscious, but somebody has to honk their horn to bring me back to awareness. Where was I? I wasn't unconscious, but I was someplace else. Well, a sheriff's deputy or a police officer, uh, an, an agent or a marshal, any law enforcement personnel, uh, puts themselves, their uh, colleagues, and the community in danger if they become unaware of the situation. So I found law enforcement was very aware of the situation. They all learned long before I got there about situational awareness, what we did was expand it to internal awareness. And then I used the word vigilance because that's a buzzword in law enforcement. Vigilance is mm-hmm. sort of a noble effort and goal in being a good law enforcement officer. So internal vigilance says be aware and alert of what's going on around you but also expand that to the inner work that you're referring to, the inner awareness that says, am I frightened? Am I angry? Am I uh, worried? Am I distracted? Am I envious? Uh, Because it's so easy to conflate our feelings. Let's say a law enforcement officer has an argument with their spouse before going to work and then they Mm -hmm. take that anxiety to work Mm -hmm. and without even realizing it some fellow rolls through a stop sign and the next thing you know the officers got him bent over the hood of his car and handcuffed and, Mm -hmm. and his behavior is totally inappropriate because he doesn't realize or she doesn't realize that Who they're really angry at, who they're really handcuffing is their spouse. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: And we often even do this to animals quite often or to little children or maybe men to women, sometimes women to men. But where we are, we're not even aware of what is really driving the anger, the anxiety, the rage, the bitterness, the hopelessness. And so what we do is project that all those feelings or all those particular um, experiences, we project them onto others. And a lot of times we act on it, which then becomes violent and destructive. So I loved the fact that you were teaching these these policemen to check inside um, cause I've known a lot of, um, I particularly, I worked at a, in my, I was living in LA and I was an actress and of course I was doing less acting, and a lot more working. And I was working at a club and we had a lot of policemen that came in that were members. And I remember saying to a gal that worked beside me, I can't believe how angry these men are. They would come in. They were, they were you know, really stern and very abrupt, and I could feel their anger. I could feel it, and I often wondered how they acted that out on people. So I really loved that you did this work with them, at least a portion of them.
3: Well, uh, yes, and uh, the uh, truth is many were uh, more amenable than others. Uh, Oh, sure. Not surprisingly, the women officers were much more open to this. Yeah. And more balanced in this regard. Mm-hmm. Uh if you look around the classroom, I would often see uh thirty, forty, fifty percent of the men with their arms folded during right. the class. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, in front of their, yeah. their hearts basically yeah. or their yeah. right there, yeah? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Not, not even realizing how transparent a signal
1: Oh
2: yes. Yeah. Uh,
3: that uh, they were closed off to this, and as you say, protecting their heart. Again, yes. this idea of being armored. I yes. worked with a veteran earlier this week of the Iraq uh, uh, conflict, and um, he did a couple of tours of duty and saw some horrible combat and suffers from PTSD, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. One of the things I talked to him about was body armor. Mm. Because these guys are not only an armored vehicle, they they wear uh, they wear armor like a medieval knight, right? Only instead Mm -hmm. of chainmail, it's Kevlar, but Mm -hmm. they're they're still all armored up. And I started talking to him about the ninja, and I said, "Why do you suppose they don't wear armor?" In fact. They're barefoot and wear silk pajamas (laughs) and, you know, float like butterflies, sting like a bee, you know. Mm -hmm. They'll they'll, uh, come in and make their Z and be gone before you even know what happened to them. And it's like after all of his training and all of his experience in combat, he knew about such things but never really thought much about it especially Mm -hmm. when it came to readjusting to civilian life and Mm -hmm. how to walk upon the earth in a non-combat situation. Mm. Uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, who wrote a book about mindful walking, says we should learn to walk as if our feet are kissing the earth.
1: Mm. Yes, I love that.
3: So to be gentle Mm -hmm. is to be aware. To be kind and loving is in your interest. It's not just something that we do for other people. Gee, I should try to be a kinder person so others will benefit. That benefits us as well. It's it's Mm -hmm. not an either-or. It's it's a Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. both-and. It's a win-win-win situation all the way around when we become more aware, kinder, gentler, more loving, more peaceful, that makes us smarter. Yes. Uh, we, we find it much easier to make decisions, and problem-solving becomes a snap. We find that a lot of what we thought were problems really weren't, and they, right. <laughs> they disappear yeah. on their own. Yeah, I I think
2: that what our listeners could learn by reading your book is the fact that you have a lot of these examples, Mm -hmm. um, but also um, it's organized so that you also have tools for them. So I I wanted them to understand that, that yes, there is deep understanding in this book, Fearless Intelligence, but there is also uh, practical moves. and, And from someone who works with people, who have been, you know, well, somebody like the example you just gave, uh, Mm -hmm. is is suffering from PTSD in extreme circumstances. And uh, if his methods can work there, just think what they can do for you. And uh, that's what we're all about, Michael, is passing on those tools. And hopefully uh, examples like yours will get people to actually use them. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Again, folks, the book is Fearless Intelligence The Extraordinary Wisdom of Awareness. It's by Michael Benner. It's michaelbenner.com. Michael, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for putting this work out there in the world. So appreciate you. And folks, we appreciate you tuning in. As always, have a beautiful day. We'll see all of you next time right here on Conscious
5: Talk. Today, more than ever, new technology is being created to help humankind.
0: Power up
6: with Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference.